Can you hear us, first of all? That's probably the main worry of tonight. We can. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Right, uh, thank you all for coming along. This is our first ever Talk Norris City Live podcast. Um, what better way to kick things off with, than with Norris City Hall of Famers, legends, Russ Martin. Are you a Hall of Famer, Russ? I'm not yet, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he should be, shouldn't he? Oh, he dear, should be. Jack. I used to get absolutely caned for that every day at training, <laughs> didn't I? Wes always said that, no. How are um, you, mate? I'm hoping to be, but let's use this podcast to make it happen, yeah? Is this the platform to start things? Good start. No, I'm good. Where's you good? Yeah, I'm great, yeah. Walk away. Chris, good? Dreamy. Living good. the dream every day. So, what, what, what's happening with you boys now? Because the last we saw of you, Russ, was walking off the pitch at Millwall. Yeah. 4-0 defeat. What a day that was. Things were tough. The last time we spoke to you on the podcast, you were excited about Farker. Yeah. You said he was a man. Got that wrong, didn't I? You were willing to Can play me? for. Um... Um, What's the last two years been like? It's been, um, well, going back to then, um, obviously I just signed a new contract. Um, the plan was kind of in place with Stuart and the club to sort of start looking towards the end of my playing career um, and finish at Norwich with the hope of starting to work there as well in whatever role. Um, so that was a plan, but things don't always go to plan. Um, Daniel had other plans and it became fairly obvious fairly quickly. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, obviously I left. I went on loan to Rangers. Um, enjoyed the first couple of months after that. Didn't really at all. Couldn't wait to get home. And then, uh, yeah, summer summer came. And it was obvious I wasn't going to be part of the plans again. So you have to make a decision. I wasn't, you know, it's not it's not nice just getting paid, not playing. And, and, and after you've been a big part of something somewhere, as Wes will say, it's difficult to then become, well, not even a bit part. I was mm. totally out of it. I was training with the 23s. And I was trying to add value to them boys and help them and Matty Gill and... Um, but it just became difficult. And I love the football club, I love the city, I love the place, but um, I think sometimes it's just, you know, when it's the right time and uh, it was the right time to leave. So uh, off I went. Chris, I can remember we were at the Den, weren't we, that day? Oh. We were defeated 4-0 and I, there were calls at that point for Farker to go, I think, from some fans. And Russ got a real... Yeah. Yeah. But it Around. wasn't. I mean, I think. Yeah, I played. Yeah, played, yeah. yeah. cheers, Wes. Wes got out of it as always. <laughs> Wes got let off. Didn't even me on it. If, if <laughs> I remember, terrible. if I remember rightly, it was actually Marcel Franca that that not pulled his weight. In, in all I'm honesty, not I'm not naming names. He didn't play a game since. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, that was yeah, by far and away the worst day of my yeah, worst day of my career. Personally, <laughs> not just my Norwich one, but horrific. I got booed off on the sixty odd minute or whatever it was of taking off. Um, missed my train home. Just a terrible day. <laughs> I remember saying, Did I remember you? saying, I remember phoning, phoning my um, my brother actually. He came to the game and he left early because he couldn't take really? what I was getting anymore. He was like, I just wanted to get out of there. So he was waiting for me after, and um, he got the train. So he met me in uh, Ustor, Victoria, wherever it was, and um, yeah, he just couldn't deal with it anymore. He was like, he was close to breaking, yeah. and I, th I said, I think I've just played my last game. And it's really difficult at the time because you don't know if we, things change yeah, really quickly. Change but quickly. just had that feeling and. Uh, and it, and it happened to be, obviously, I'd have loved to finish on a better note, like Wesley mm. did here. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. deserved it. He deserved it totally, 100%. But it's, it's, it's what happened. I'm not bitter at all. I love the football club, always will. And um, yeah, it Good happens, answer. it's done. Good boy. Wes. Yes. Um, sure. When Daniel first walked through the door, how did you feel at that point? Did you think, okay, this is going to be good for me, this is going to be good for the team, or were there thoughts in the back of your head that thought this might not work out for some of our boys that have been here a long while yeah obviously it's different you know here first time having a foreign manager come in um so he kind of changed the regime the structure of the club you know probably didn't help you know that i was getting on a bit so you know <laughs> still but, had it though, nah, yeah, yeah but I, was, I think if i was younger i would have really enjoyed it more you know i think the older lads didn't enjoy as much because of the training regime in most days, double sessions. Was but it tough? It was tough. Wise, yeah, it was very tough. But you see now the benefits, you know. Mm. I think over time, you'd see like the lads getting fitter, stronger. But within a year, for me, it probably wouldn't have worked out as well. But if I was younger, I would have loved the training and stuff like that. Chris, you've said from a fan's perspective, when Russ leaves, when Wes, Wes leaves, when Cameron Drome leaves, mm. you thought there was almost a power issue with Farkin. He wanted that control. Thanks for throwing me at the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that was the case? And it'd be interesting to hear uh, if this was the case from the player's point of view as well. I, I certainly thought that neither of them should have gone when they went. And I think that the manager could have used them more as a resource when bedding in. I think it was 
he went cold turkey, but fair play because it's all come out well in the end, of course. But I personally felt like having Russ on the bus, having Wes on the bus, getting them on the on pitch the or just goes, on the bus. Hey, mate, come on. <laughs> you be careful. Wes on the pitch, Russ on you the bus. You be careful, say, <laughs> Jim. I, I personally, if I was the gaffer, I would have played them more. Simple as that. I was gutted when 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 Wes went because I thought he had another season in him at least. So yeah, that's my thank opinion. you. How did Me it feel? Too. How did it feel Me from too. the dressing room? Was there a power issue? Did you feel like Daniel didn't like having them experienced players around who, who had been um, there for a while? Well, he hadn't had it, had he? He was an under-23s yeah. manager at, at Dortmund. Um, and there wasn't a problem, really. It was, never, it was never personal. There was never a power issue. In fact, I, probably, and, and maybe stupidly, I think a lot of people have said, I really tried to help him even when I was out of it, especially with the young lads, um, with James and, and the Murphy boys and people like that, because they can... It's up and down when you're young, isn't it? Yeah. It's difficult to be consistent in your in your behaviour and your performance, um, especially when you know you're a good player. So I still try to play a role in the dressing room, but I think it was obvious to us, I mean myself and, and Nasey, a bit different with Wes, because he's a different kind of player. And I think Wes would always, even when he was on a bench, he's got a chance of coming on and, and playing and, and changing a game, which he's done on loads of times. But um, yeah, I think we knew Cammy as well. I think, it was going to change. It was just how long it was going to change. And the club probably needed it to, to a certain yeah, point. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I it was great to Chris. bring young yeah. players through. We and could have um, role, we? we could have probably played a role, but from the outside, I think um, it was time for a change. Yeah. And now you see the benefits of well, how Towards the end of, of your days at Norwich and, and Russ as well, yeah. how did the structure feel above the manager? Was that structure needed? Because it felt at times, from the fans' point of view, it was getting toxic and it wasn't quite working. Could you feel that on the training ground? Um, no, not really. I just think, um, like, you know, the gym, everything was changing, like, you know, all for the good facilities. Or for bad? For good. Right. For good. You could see it happening. And, um, you know, obviously Stuart's come in and he's done an excellent job. He's changed the club into, you know, um, a, a great structure, young kids coming through. You know, obviously when we were playing, we are playing the Premier League, we've got a lot of experienced players. And, um, you know, when we got relegated, um, you know, it didn't help that we lost a few players and we didn't come back up. And, um, you know, it was right for the time, I think, for Daniel to come in and give um, the young players a fresh start. I mean, you'd both gone through promotions and relegations before. That final relegation from the Premier League that you both suffered, did that feel slightly different because the core was different, wasn't it? I know, Russ, you've gone on record before on Owen's podcast and said that season we went up and brought Ricky Van Wolfswinkel, players like that in, that cohesion that you had and that went so well, that suddenly goes, and it's almost that pursuit to the Premier League, isn't it? Did it feel different? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest difference is now, the club's got a real plan. I think yeah. with Stuart, it's got a real... You're saying it uh, didn't before? Um, I think we moved to... I, I, no, I'm not at all. I think David done a brilliant job at what he'd done, but I think we, um, if I'm being totally honest, I think we probably carried it on the pitch a little bit, and it went really quickly. Mm. So that's re- we went bang, bang from League One to Premier League. You can't plan for that. Right. You can't. It's you, they, I think they had an eight-year plan to get into Premier League or a mm. five-year plan. You can't plan to then go bang, bang. So then all of a sudden, it, it's no one's fault. The cl- we've gone like that on the, on the pitch and, the, and everything else, it felt like it was just trying to play catch-ups. So all of a sudden, recruitment plan changes. The, the facilities, we can do that a bit quicker. Or actually, do we invest in the facilities or do we try our best to sign some players we think will keep us in the Premier League? So it changed really quickly. And I think what you've got now is you've got stability. You've got someone who the owners believe in to, to bring their vision of the football club. Because at the end of the day, it's the most important people, the owners of the football club and the fans, how they want their club to look. And they know how it should look. And it went away from that. And that's why they brought Stuart in. And as Wes said, he's done a... Um, I can't speak highly enough of Stuart, the way he dealt with the older players as well for it in right. terms of... So it wasn't a bitter end? No, not for at you all. Guys. Not, no, no, not with, um, not with Stuart at all. And not even with Daniel. Listen, you, you, I'll disagree with him on a lot of things or whatever, but he's done a brilliant job. And, I'm, and we're both delighted to see yeah. the club doing so well. But the way Stuart handled it and, and the older lads, Nasey will say the same, and, and the way he's gone about his business in terms of improving the, the training round. I went up there today, he wanted to show me around today. It was brilliant. He invited me in. And I went welcome back then. Yeah, amazing. So um, it's exciting what's going on. Mm. And, and that's what they've got now. So regardless, I think they'll go up this year. You do. I don't yeah. have a 10th but it's going to happen. They've been unbelievable, been brilliant. So whatever happens next season, the club's going to be whether they stay up, whether they don't, whether they kick on again like Wolves, the club's going to be in a brilliant place and it's stable now for... And also you've got the training ground now that people actually want to come and play, whereas before it was, you're selling Norwich as actually come and play because we'll give you a 
window in the Premier League. It shouldn't be like, actually, come and play for Norwich because you really want to play for mm. Norwich, not just in the Premier League. It's We've got a brilliant training ground. You know, this is how this is how we do it. This is the vision. This is our identity. And players will players will buy into that. Wes, did you see players, especially when we were in the Premier League, coming to Norwich, as Russ said, they're almost using Norwich as a stepping stone for something bigger at times? Yeah, I don't think people came to Norwich like for the wages or the training ground or like that. You know, I just think they got, wanted to get to the Premier League and then mm. obviously in a step, they wanted to take a step by step and get into probably a top team. But uh, now you see the change and of it, like the training ground, people will go there and you show them around, you you know, you're excited, yeah, yeah. Mm. you know. Um, back then you weren't excited with the gym or like that. You just wanted to play, you know, for Norwich. But uh, yeah, you see the times changing and obviously now they have a great structure and if they do go up, um, you can see them staying there for a couple of years. No, Chris, I suppose from a fan's perspective, you look at this and we've lost two legends from the club, mm. but it almost has to happen if you're going to move forwards, doesn't it? And, and that's a sad thing, but at times it's inevitable. Uh, yeah, possibly. I think it was, as I say, it's quite cold turkey, quite extreme, but it's paid off. Um, I think the club have put all their chips on on all the Germans and, and, and it's worked and hey but it's excellent isn't it and I think it's I think it's refreshing to see Norwich City as a club on purposely doing something di differently being disruptors in the football industry even by incorporating fan channels like ourselves has it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way um, Jake Humphrey shared a cracking story on the TNC podcast last episode plug about even just a small thing at Colney now where Jake says to Stuart you see that yoghurt pot that's blowing around the wind that doesn't happen in F1. And Stuart's brought in so much from other sports. Um, so it's not just about football and it's just about excellence everywhere. All of the fine details, all of the marginal gains. And if pink dressing rooms work and pink... Hey, by the way, who's in the pink dressing room? Unfortunately, yeah. me. Yeah. <coughs> well, oh, you've lost them, Wes. I've lost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Wes, 10 years at the club, three promotions, four years in the Premier League. How do you look back at it? Yeah, obviously, yeah, successful. Um, we had a great time. Um, obviously, you know, been relegated a few times, but um, you know, probably the highlight of our my career and probably Russ's was Wembley final. Mm. You know, um, amazing day. You know, there's so much on it. Um, I didn't mm. sleep for the whole week beforehand. <laughs> no, no, I could, didn't even drink after it. I he was played so like he played like it as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was such a such a massive day. You know. Um, Millsborough bet us twice that season, so we kind of needed to, to beat them, get one over them, and um, you know to, to get back to the Premier League where you know where we played so well. Yeah. It was an amazing achievement. Was it nerves that kept you from not sleeping? Yeah, then? it was. Yeah, just so was, I always thought about losing the game, and um, I didn't like it, so um, I didn't sleep for the whole week. It felt from. Got I, I felt the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Our preparation was brilliant. I thought. I said it before. I think. Did I say it to you? I might have said it before, but. The week just went perfect, didn't it? And yeah. on the day, I was, there was never any doubt, really. And it was, yeah. it was a strangely perfect night afterwards, game, wasn't it? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Perfect night afterwards? I don't know if it was perfect. It was a night. I don't know what it was, but it was a, it was Spe a night. Speaking of sleepless nights, what about Russ, of course, one of my favourite memories of you? That goal against Liverpool. Talk yeah. us through that moment and how it felt to equalise against them. Um, I can't... Obviously, yeah. It was, it's Jazz, a, Jazz just had a baby, kid. Yeah, she just had kid, a baby. Yeah, come yeah. On. yeah. Yeah, it's a, long story short, she'd given birth at, well, no, she'd gone into labour at 11 o'clock. We are in Liverpool, so shot home. How inconsiderate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. She was due on a Sunday. Like, and, um, you went. Yeah. <laughs> and then Phil drove me home, bless him. We took it in turns. Uh, Phil Lifko, still here, club. He's a legend. Mm, yeah, yeah. Top What a guy. Um, he makes all the new lads feel so welcome. He's brilliant. Um, so he drove me home. I got back. We went straight to hospital. And then uh, Leo was born at 9.30. So we hadn't slept, obviously. Um, I saw that I looked at the clock. I thought I've still got a chance of playing. And then, and then Alec, Alec, Alex rang me, the manager, and said, "How are you feeling? Have you, have you managed to sleep?" I went, "Yeah, got a few hours. I hadn't at all." And he went, "Well, Delia, and that will wait for you on the plane. And they're leaving at half eleven, but they'll wait half an hour at twelve. So uh, I looked at Jazz, and she was like, "Yeah, just go. Like, Brilliant." So I left Jazz, gave Leo a kiss, gave him both a kiss. She was asleep. Went home, and my mother-in-law opened the door. I was like, "What are you doing here?" I was like, um, I'm going to go and play up at Liverpool. So, but you had a few house chills to do after yeah, that. Yeah, quick. She was, I don't think she was very major happy. Major girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, wonder, well, I wonder if you went up as a way to Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure. Yeah, same. Anyway, end, end up scoring. It wasn't a bad goal, by the way. It was, was all right. It? Oh, it was a great goal. It was all right. Great Close your eyes. Cheeky yeah. flick. For someone who you've called limited before, I think it was a pretty good goal. <laughs> but we won't bring that up. Um, I'm not hanging on to things here, am I? I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, scored. Somehow, I was late for the referees meeting and everything. I got there like 20 past two. 
Um, Delia kept me awake, bless her, on the plane. We were talking for ages, and then what, she, yeah. what did she do to keep you awake? Just out of interest. She was asking me. So regret. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> she offered me a glass, glass of wine. Of wine yeah. She offered me a glass of wine. Yeah. No comment. No comment. Said no. So yeah, I, I felt horrific, and then I got hammered by Sky Sports news reporter the next day. Female reporter says, so what are you doing today? I said, oh, I'm in at the training going getting a massage. And where's your wife? I went, oh, she's at home. So your wife's just given birth to a baby. You left her straight away. Ooh, and now man. you're in training getting a massage. I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty bad, actually. <laughs> <don't it? Yeah. laughs> I felt terrible. Wes, have you ever flown with Delia on that plane? No, I never got have the opportunity, not? no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, Russ is probably one of the... Adam Jury. Yeah, Adam Jury, well, yeah, yeah, Adam Jury does. Doesn't surprise me. He had to get the bus back, though. I flew back as well. What goes on on a private plane with Delia? Um, yeah. <laughs> there were other people Russell there wasn't just Russell me and Adam. Adam. <laughs> I promise Eddie had looked after you <laughs> um, how have things been since Wes since you've that game against Leeds your final game I don't think any Norwich fans please say if you think I'm wrong thought you'd be playing in England with another club they probably thought Norwich was the final club might go off for a nice jolly in America or something what went through the mind when, when West Brom come calling? Um, obviously, you know, I've went on a few um, training sessions in the summer with a few clubs and um, they asked me to come down, me and Russ, to train. And, um, you know, they asked me to sign. It was, it was a no-brainer. Uh, obviously, it was difficult because obviously I'm with Norwich for the last 10 years. But, um, you know, I always wanted to continue playing. I felt good. And, um, you know, down at the West Brom training ground, you see the boys and all that, and they're, they're a great bunch of lads. So, yeah, it was a no-brainer to sign for them. Have there been any similarities you've seen between what's going on at West Brom at the moment and maybe Norwich from a few seasons ago? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, but uh, at West Brom's a lot of uh, experienced players there. they been there, done that, played in the Premier League. Obviously, with Norwich now, a lot of uh, young lads coming through, and, uh, you know, their aim is to get to the Premier League. So, um, you know, it's quite similar in um, years and years ago when we were at Norwich, that young players coming through. Chris, how does it feel seeing Wes in a West Brom shirt? Blue and white. <laughs> Blue and white. That's my only answer. I don't, I'm not really that fussed about it, as long as it's uh, not the Ipswich Town one. Then uh, <laughs> I swear to God, Wes, if you go there. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame, no gone. Statue outside the city stand, gone. Yeah. Let's talk about Mr Lambert. <laughs> Had to be done. Russ, yes. when you saw Mr Lambert going to Ipswich, what's your thoughts? Um, Coys, <laughs> he's got some bollocks. <laughs> he's got some bollocks. Um, it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me. He's um, mm. he's he's really he's really single-minded, and he's really um. Is that a good thing? He believes himself. He is if you're a leader, if you're a manager. Yeah, I think so. I think what footballers especially want is someone who um, has got a clear way of doing things and and is secure in, in the way that they do it. So he's got no insecurity about him at all, about what he's done in the game, what he, what he wants to do. Um, I think what, what he saw is an opportunity to be at a club for a while. He hasn't had that for mm. quite a while. Um, is he it, still living off the success at Norwich? Uh, I don't think so. I think he probably, he's probably chosen the wrong job. I'm the wrong person to speak to. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Paul. I, I, I don't support him going over there to the blue and white, and uh, he knows that. Mm -hmm. But um, the, he'll always be the gaffer to me when I see him, and it'll probably be the same yeah, with you. Same he's... Um, and it'll be the same with most of the lads that have played for him. Um, but I think he sees it as a chance to rebuild something like he did, like he did here, really. So um, the club's a shambles, isn't it? So it can only, it can only go one way. Well, you've said that well, you know, it's a, it's, No, but it was a mess. So it can only go one way. And, and I've no doubt eventually it will sort it out. Wes, what was, it, what was that time like at Norwich on the pool? Because obviously we're all sitting here with slightly, you know, biased opinions now about that man. But from the training ground... That must have been such a good time to be playing for Norwich. Yeah, it was a brilliant feeling. You know, we had a great bunch of lads in the team, didn't we? Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, for three or four years, you know, when he was there, um, you know, he changed everything about the training, the intensity, you know, and you just wanted to work hard from, you know, and uh, you'd have a go at you after the game, but you still, you know, afterwards you'd make up with you and say, yeah, well, unlucky, next week now you do better. But, um, you know, obviously Paul signed me when I was at Livingston and um, he got the sack there and then obviously went to Colchester, but... Uh, Obviously uh, reunited with him, you know, after getting beaten seven one by Colchester. That was uh, <laughs> that, was, terrible. that was a terrible day. You he know, left you out first, didn't he? Um, yeah, he yeah. came in, left me out. Did he say you were overweight, Wes? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I had a good summer. You know, I thought I did. I did like the cider a bit there back then. <laughs> what did What did you both think about? 
Paul Lambert's antics when Ipswich came to town recently, getting sent off, were you surprised at all? No. no. <laughs> no. Okay, there you go then. I'll start over with. Over to you, Say no more. What, no. What, you say there about that special group of players you had. What was it? Was it the characters you had in there? Was it simply going on that winning run? It, it what was, was it? It was character, wasn't it? There was loads of yeah. character in there. Loads of humility. Yeah, and... Yeah. and as Wes said earlier, it was people who were desperate to play for Norwich. It yeah. was the, it was the best place that some of them will ever play. The right. best best club I've played for. Yeah. Uh, best. So, and everyone was quite aware of that. And it was like you just wanted to enjoy the ride and be part of that, be part of that journey together. And it sounds really cliche and all that, but it was, it was the best dressing room I've played in. Yeah. There even, wasn't even the lads that weren't yeah, playing. The weren't they playing, were never he, moaned yeah. or gave it. Kept them happy. You know, they were happy yeah. for us to win or be part of it. But it was so hard working as well. So it was built on a culture of just pure hard work and honesty. There was no one in there. It wasn't one person. And even one person in the dressing room can change the dynamic of everything. And Have you was, seen that happen? Yeah, well done. yeah, definitely. You've seen you Yeah, seen there was no well. big egos back then. Yeah, it wasn't. You know? It was just yeah, it was just honest, yeah. humble, hard working. Everyone enjoyed training. Everyone wanted to do it for the manager with how good he was, man management. Like we said, even the lads who weren't playing were so happy. I've never seen that anywhere. Um and it was just a, it was a pleasure to come in yeah. every day when it, and, and train and everyone knew what they were doing it was really clear um Carly was brilliant on the training pitch as well Ian and uh, it was just a, it was good when it was be part of yeah. brilliant special it was special and Chris you could you could see that from the stands as well couldn't you you could see that yeah. this group of players got on well I was just going to say you can you can see the links from from that time to now how much the players are enjoying the journey I think yeah. is a key point Russ. yeah yeah there's a cracking picture of Mickey McGovern screaming with excitement at Timmy Puki and he's not played a game of football. And I just think that is ridiculously special, what's going on yeah. right now. And you can quickly see, as Wes has said, as Russ has said, the personalities in the changing room. Um, another moment, the centre-backs all having a big man hug um, in front of the Olays of Farker at the end. It's, it's special, special times. And I think that we've certainly got the secret sauce back that we had under these two. I think we as a club have been a bit sport with that because it doesn't come around that often. True. Yeah. And it's, been, it's happened quite a few times recently. They've been the lows as well, but um, we were fortunate to be yeah. part of it a few times. But it doesn't, you, you need to enjoy it. And they're enjoying it. I, and I spoke yeah. to Mickey a couple of weeks ago and you're spot on. He's, yeah. he's just loving being part of it. Loving being part really? of it. Well, none of them expected it either. That's the, yeah. I think it was the same as us the first time. When the, when the playoff happened, I think it was a bit different because there was a bit of pressure on us to do it. I think everyone thought, right, we should the go expectancy, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Expectancy. We struggled with it at the start of the year yeah. when we first went down. But here at the start of the season, and they'll all tell you, they'll all be honest about it, not one of them players thought he'd be getting promoted now. Well, all the journalists wrote us off, didn't they? They yeah, said, you well, know, these guys are but, done for relegation. So, which makes what they're doing, even, as you said, even more special. Yeah, Brilliant. totally agree. So, yeah, when we got promoted from League One to Championship, you know, last 10 minutes, so many games we scored in the last 10 yeah, minutes. And you kind of see the same here this year. They, you, they keep going till the end and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they get the, they get the goal, the winner, or, you know, they make yeah. an equaliser. That's not just fitness, is it? That's no. desire. That's, yeah. that's a mentality. That's... That's a belief you're going to win. Yeah. You're going to win regardless. And watch the game against Swansea. They didn't play brilliant. Swansea, Swansea were probably the best they played for a while. Mm. Yet Norwich below par, or not below par, but not as good as they have been. I think just been dust, a three dust, for two yeah, games. Dust Swansea yeah. away and go one nil. See you later yeah. on to the next one. That's, a, that's a, a real strength. I felt like when you guys were playing, we'd go one down, even two down, particularly at home. And I just thought. Lambert's going to sort it out. Come He's going to kick the trolley over at half time, and we're yeah. going to we're going to win. And the rest, and the rest, yeah, <laughs> exactly. What did go on? Let's talk about the changing room. Go on, that's right. So, <laughs> half time, half time. You're losing one or oh, two. He come up with some classics, didn't he? Come yeah. on. What's the oh. what's the worst you've seen in? Um, you may as well now. He told me. He told me. Remember, we lost four 0 at home to Milton Keynes. Don't yeah, in the cup. Who I'm playing for now, but. Ooh, um, yeah. Dean Lewington reminded me that as soon as I signed. Remember we bought you 4 0, yeah. But you, Lambo said, Lambo, Paul Lambert said to me, uh, he went, um, I'm ringing your agent tomorrow. Half time? Oh, yeah, half time. Half time. He went, I'm ringing your agent tomorrow. I said, okay. And you'll be gone next week. <laughs> I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, I Blimey. I was like, is he? Is. I know he's a bit angry. Yeah. And then he went around the dressing room one by one and said pretty much the same thing to everyone, didn't he? I remember... Was, uh, we just got promoted as well, didn't we? Leon Barnett and Away to Man City. Remember when oh, we yeah. got stuffed. That was with me. Yeah, and he got, he got engaged that week and but yeah. Paul Lambert obviously bring it up and said like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Getting engaged on a, on a helicopter yeah, in Norwich. Helicopter. Yeah. You were still in that yeah, fucking helicopter, he was going, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and he, oh. told, he told Wardy, he asked Wardy where the hole was. We were playing Watford away. Bad first half and big Wardy and Zach, both of them actually, weren't it? They're sitting there like that, thinking, "Oh no, we're, we're definitely getting here." And and uh, the gaffer just kept going, "Where is it?" And they're like, "What? 
where is it? And he's getting angry and angry. And they're like, what? The fucking hole you're hiding in. Where is it? <laughs> they both just went like that down their chair. <laughs> and, and at that time, you're just relieved it's not you, aren't you? You're like, oh, think, well, Wes never got it anyway. Oh, no. Wee man, wee man. Get yourself I, I, a coffee. I got it once when we played, I think it was Preston, and I tried to dink the penalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to tell you off for that. I'm still angry with you for that. I think that was one all, wasn't it? Yeah, I think if we won, we would have gone second. And um, he just kept, he kept like this and staring at me like this. <laughs> and I was like, my, head was, my head was down oh, was... and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can that someone explain to me what has happened? <laughs> How long did that go on oh, for? Honestly, just, it was a good 15, 20, minutes. 15, 20 minutes. He staring at me like this. <laughs> Were you led by fear? Under um, Lambert, was no, there a, was no, it mainly fear factor? No, no? It, was, it was respect. It was, okay. it was a bit of fear, like you, but honestly, <laughs> He, it was different to how he was, how he came across in the media. He was okay. much more relaxed with the lads, yeah, when he like he'd come in and tell his stories, and lads would all sit there and just listen to him for half an hour talking about it when he played and, and stories of him playing and stuff. It, yeah. it was it was yeah, it wasn't fair. No, when he walked in the room, it changed. When he came onto mm -hmm. the training pitch, the tempo went up. When he walked into the room, everyone was a little bit more, you mm -hmm. know, a, a bit more on edge, yeah. just ready. There but, was a lot of fines. Yeah. He used to always go oh, and, the phone. and catch people yeah. on their phones, or you know. And he'd say, that's 50 yeah. quid. And if you don't give me 50 quid by the end of the day, it's double. Leon Barnett really? yeah, Barnet had a habit of saying, mate, like to everyone. Didn't he? Oh, mate. What like, is that just all in about? The chat, mate this, oh, mate that. Mate. You're not and my mate. Did he put gaffer, mate all the time, didn't he? Yeah. 20 quid, 40 quid. Yeah. Well, did you see Stephen recently had to clean yeah. Daniel Farker's car? Yeah, exactly. Did you yeah. see that? Um, Brilliant. Love that. Rate that a lot. Yeah. Jack, I might get you to clean my car. I'm glad the wheels carried on. I'm glad the wheels carried on. Okay, no comment. With that being said, it sounds like he was a top man to play under. Has he come calling it Ipswich? <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything. No? no, no. Russ? No. no. You sure? Yes. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't we... do it. I wouldn't do it. There was a very loose joking right, conversation no. about yeah, it no. and he knew the answer. I Russ, I know you won't do it, Wes. No, Can you promise right now you will not join that <laughs> On camera. Please. I, I promise I would never join yes. that Yes. <laughs> Everyone's clapping for <laughs> Yes, Wes. Until they offer him a fortune. Yeah. Until they offer him a three-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> I haven't gone here. Anyway, come on, let's get away from Ipswich. Yeah. yeah. Right. What, what's the um, what's the journey been like since Norwich? You spoke briefly there about Rangers, and I think it was going relatively well there for a little while, wasn't it? And then you picked up an injury. Yeah. It's got to be tough, having been so settled. Your family. I think we often forget that family is often a big part and you're away from them yeah was that ever in the plan to not play for Norwich? Um, no as i said the plan was to, to finish here family really settled finish here and, and eventually coach and, and and hopefully manage one day obviously it's changed um i went i had loads of offers in england standard championship and stuff i'm hindsight and that you look at it and think maybe it would have been better career-wise but the chance to go and play for a club like that of that stature and mm. size was was mm. one i wanted to take so I went there, as you said, first two months were brilliant. We won 10 in a row. People started thinking we might even catch Saudi. Um, and I got injured before the first uh, old firm game in my back. Um, rushed back stupidly, really. But for the manager, I knew Graham from, from Norwich, under 18s, and a good guy. Um, and came back way too early. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't run. A few, a few of you probably said that for years. But um, <laughs> I didn't like, yeah, I couldn't, I wasn't very much, I was totally different for the two weeks before when I when I hadn't injured my back um, and they'd offered me a contract just before that so and obviously I said look I need to go back to Norwich see what's happening and then once I came back from injury played pretty poorly as did the team for the next three or four games um, and then that was that was that was that wasn't on offer anymore and I realized then it was like three games to go and it was one of them where you just need to get home I was away from the family I always would tell you like he's traveling a lot this year and it, it's when you've been used to being 10 minutes away from the training ground seeing your family taking your kids to school every day picking them up and then I'm seeing them once a week mm. flying down and then flying straight back up difficult mm. it's not it's not easy it's probably something I took for granted and, and, and found a lot more difficult than uh, I thought I would have I was living in the west end of Glasgow which great on my own and people are like, oh, it must be amazing away from the kids like coffee shop but yeah you, you miss your kids don't you it's yeah, difficult you so um it didn't go to plan it didn't go to plan and obviously uh left this season um went to Warsaw for a bit play a coach with my mate dean um too much traveling well again way too far away from the kids i got to a point where i'm driving up the m6 and think what am i doing i'm not doing you know I'm not Did doing you fall this out of love with the game uh no i love football i fell out with i fell out i fell out of love with the idea of i've got to a point in my career now where 
I've played the highest level I'm going to play. You, to you have to accept that. Huh? You yeah, exactly. I'm not going to get on private planes anymore. <laughs> that's done. But I think Wes would tell you, he's the same. Like your, bo- your body's not what it was. That's, that's for sure. And, and it got to the point where if I don't really need this and it's not improving me for the future, then what am I mm. doing it for? Mm. I'm just, I, I don't need to do it for Much. my ego. I don't need to do it for... I'm not, I wasn't going to Walsall for finance, that's for sure. So I, it got to a point where I was sitting there in the car and, and, and he's my mate, the manager. I played with him years ago. He's a great guy. And I, I had a chat with him. And I was just honest with him. I said, look, and it was early December. I said, I'll, I'll do it till January. Um, but I'm not giving you what I can give you. And, and it's, it's, it works both ways. He wasn't getting the best out of me because it, it just wasn't right. It just didn't feel right. So that happened. And then obviously, yeah, ended up a couple of weeks out. And Did it... F- did it? Do you look back at that with slight regret that the fans haven't seen the best of you there? The manager maybe uh, haven't, because they don't know the story about you having to travel. No, they, they just know, see you then, on the yeah, pitch. Then they'd say it's my fault. I should have moved if I'm not committed to the club and all that. I get all that, but not. Do I regret doing it? I went there to do a bit of coaching at first team level and get experience of that. Um, so, and I've learned loads from it. Learned loads from it in terms of being so close with the manager and seeing what goes on. Um, what he had to deal with so I've taken loads of it from that mm. so I don't regret it at all mm. I, don't, I don't have any regrets um, people will think that what they want to think of me um, I think I helped a lot of their lads in a short space of time to, to move forward hopefully um, in terms of professionalism and stuff like that so we'll see but I hope they stay up the manager's a great guy um, and just wasn't just didn't work out unfortunately it's one of those things Wes what's it been like for you with that kind of travelling away from the family a bit maybe not playing as much as you, as you want has that been tough yeah, obviously, you know, I've been here 10 years, so, you know, I've uh, lived down the road from Colney. So when, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm at home, at home with the family and the kids, you know, obviously, um, you get used to it, don't you? It's a yeah. comforting. And um, obviously, this year, I've been traveling quite a bit back and forward. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, but, you know, I love football, I love playing. So I just want to keep playing as long as I can. So, yeah, I'll do the traveling and uh, family comes up to see me now and again. But, you know, obviously, kids are settled in school here and they got all their friends and they uh, and my wife is working here as well so um yeah it's tough but you know you just got to keep doing it you know it's like anything it's a job you have to keep working hard and you just got to get on with it so you still regard norfolk as home then yeah of course you know um eight no no sorry 10 years ago uh, me and my wife were traveling down the a14 from dublin and she says to me um where the fuck is that It took us about six hours to get here. I said, don't worry, we're only here for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously now my wife loves it here. The kids love it, settling school, you know, and um, this is our home now. You know, um, we're going to grow old here. And, um, you know, it's a great place to bring up your family. And there's so many, so many beautiful things to do. And uh, the, nor- the coast is on its uh, doorstep. So, yeah, we, we like it here. What's your favorite restaurant in Norfolk? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Bring a house. No, yeah. 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 That's, That's free meals for the year for me. <laughs> Let, let's no, not get, free, Louis. Not free. Fifty percent. Let's get a quick plug in for Erpingham House. If people don't know, I mean, they're Saturday, so hopefully they're where yes. it is now. What is this place all about? Because you've got a big say in it, haven't you? I, I haven't got a big say at all. I've, uh, How much? I don't think I've even got a say. I think he pretends that he pretends I've got a say. He will like ring me and go, "What do you think of this?" He's already made his mind up. That's Louis, everyone. I think he introduced himself at the start, the owner of this place. Um, this, to me, is something I wish I was still living here to enjoy more. Um, but Because for the people who don't know, you went vegan, didn't you, for yeah, health reasons? like five years ago, because um, of my colitis, because I wanted to stop all that diarrhoea and all that nonsense <laughs> before games. So, uh, yeah, so I got... Uh, Louis asked me to become involved in this uh, with Declan Rudd as well, obviously an ex-Norwich goalkeeper um, who's who's went vegan as well. I was vegan before it went fashionable, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, Louis did it for fashion. Um, no, he didn't. He's, They've got it's, vegan it's at Colney now, haven't they? Huh? Right? They've got vegan at Colney because of you now, right? Loads of it. Yeah, loads yeah. of lads enjoy Brilliant. it. I think it's uh, it's about it's first and foremost really good food. It's a really beautiful building that's being it's been used for loads of different stuff over the years, and now it's being used um, to its potential. And it's about being a bit more socially aware, a bit more healthy, um, but healthy but still tasty and not, not having to compromise on any of that. And I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great addition to the... I would, obviously, but I'm a bit biased, but I think it's a great addition to the, to the city of Norwich. And it's, been, and it's, and it's growing and it's, and it's becoming more and more popular and people become more and more aware, aware of it. And I think once people come once, they, they tend to come back. Russ, what's, what's your go-to beer in Norfolk? Beer? Yeah, beer well, I don't wise. drink. You're asking drink. the wrong man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, on, mate. Just say it. 
Redwell. Oh, Redwell. No, actually, it Redwell is. Tonight. Not because of beer, because I don't drink beer, and I won't lie to drink the beer, but what it stands for and the people involved in it is Redwell. Redwell <laughs> beer. Buy hey, Redwell. There's the plugs. Talking about Come to Urbanham and drink Redwell. Talking about beer, any big nights out? Any good oh. stories from, from the times? Can involve... I tell you my favourite story about Wes? Yeah, on, you might have heard it before. So we're in London. Not this one again, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> We're a fancy dress, and it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, Wes was... Happy St. Patrick's Day, mate. Um, Wes was wearing his uh, leprechaun outfit, with a massive leprechaun head. He was looking a million dollars. <laughs> so we had another player I'm not going to name. We were in a sports bar in Piccadilly. Hang on, he what was... do you mean you're not going to name him? We're in a safe environment. Yeah. Yeah. I can't name him because of what was he that... did. He oh. might get arrested. <laughs> was this where, uh, where, Where's Wally? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Where's okay. Wally um, yeah, decided it would be fun to Wally. take his Where's Wally costume off right. in the middle of the busiest bar in London, That's so in Piccadilly. Um, it wasn't Mark Tierney, no. I, and you can keep naming names. Like, <laughs> uh, so he was, came. He it, went into it the was, toilet. It was Russ. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was. I was sober. It definitely wasn't me. So he came into the toilet, and the Celtic boys were there on their Christmas day, weren't they? So we're all talking, mingling, and all that. And um, he just comes out stark bollock naked, just <laughs> with his wears woolly glasses and hat on still. So he had the hat and the. Yeah. So was, we were all looking, going, "What's he doing?" And he walked to the top of the stairs and he just stood there like that. <laughs> and he yeah. just saw all these camera phones come Ooh, out. So people yeah. will have it somewhere. Ooh. So anyway, we got chucked out. So no. I had to sort it out. We got chucked out. This so guy came up to me and went, I think it's time for your uh, party to leave, sir. Okay, no problem. So we've gone outside and as we walk outside, there's a double-decker bus there, open top one, one of the tour buses. So the oh, boys nice. are banging on the driver's door. So he opens the door and they just all pile on. The next thing I see is the leprechaun at the top of the bus doing his <laughs> <laughs> head bobbing up and down. And then, next thing I know, a bin lorry comes next to it, an open bin lorry. So no, it's like no. The leprechaun jumps <laughs> from the double-decker bus into the bin lorry. You're joking me, I Wes. thought he was dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't move for 20 seconds. <laughs> and How I, many years into playing to, for Norwich he did not was this? Know, he did not know he was in there. What season was this? Um, the championship, championship season. Yeah. I wondered why he'd gone down a bit in um, form that year. So I, I thought he was dead. <laughs> Honestly, really he did not move. Yeah. And we couldn't see him because they were all green bags. So they all, he's gone mm. under these... He did not know what was You're in there. You're making this up, surely. I promise you. So I'm running over there. The bus driver's threatening to call so the because pl- the lads are still on the bus. <laughs> like, Wesley Hula. <laughs> then the bin lorry... <laughs> yeah. Throwing yeah, him under the yeah. bus, literally. Then the bin lorry starts driving off. I'm like, oh, no. Oh. So I'm telling him, he's got one of the lads in the back. So he stopped. The bus is then gone, a chaos. Anyway, Wes jumps up, and everyone in the whole bar just comes out and starts singing Wesley Hula. Oh, Half nice. of them don't know who he is, so we all said it. <laughs> Amazing, wasn't it? How many Guinness were you in that night? I didn't actually drink Guinness at the time. The <laughs> s- s- cider. So well Magnus, done. yeah. Well done. Good well night. Done. Is it going through your head thinking... What if this gets out? Front page of the EDP no, the next not day. Back, not back no. then. No. <laughs> you couldn't do a nil. You couldn't do a nil. No one knew who we were. We only got. We only in the championship. So. Speak, <laughs> speaking of good nights, Wes, talk to me about the night that you scored that ridiculously important goal against Sweden. Come mm. on, how much was consumed that night? Um, I almost not, cried at that goal when you scored that After goal. Um, we scored. Uh, against uh, Italy when Robbie scored. Um, uh-huh. that, was, that was a great night on the bus and uh, yeah. afterwards. But, uh, Did I see playing a guitar game... in a pub or something? Did I see that? Or was I dreaming that? Oh, that was... Um, Were you playing Temple a guitar Bar. singing? Not me, yeah. no. It was uh, Robbie Keane and uh, okay. uh, Robbie Brady. So, no, not me. I, 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 can, I can only Irish dance or do a few tumbles. Okay. How, how did Wes... How many caps did you win? Um, 37. Scandalous, isn't it? That is a shame. It's scandalous, isn't it? How many did you get, Russ? Uh, 30. Did I you? Think, yeah. Wes, Russ is thrown you literally under the bus there yeah. with that story yeah. any yeah. night out stories to go on throw Wes. him in the deep end go on uh, it's hard because russ doesn't drink so right. russ is normally oh, yeah. like the father. Russ is, looking after the boys yeah russ looks after us he looks after the key you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where, we all, where we all have to give him uh, 500 quid every hour you know <laughs> the worst job in the world by the way is the drinks all gone again, Russ? <laughs> lads, I, lads, I need another 20 quid. Russ had a, Russ had a nice holiday in the summer with his family. <laughs> like, a terrible job, that. Um, let's get another plug in. You've got a certain celebration. We can't call it a testimonial, can we? No. C- celebration game. Celebration game. Yeah. Who's on the list for it? Any names that... Drop some names, come on. Who's not on the list? Can we reveal all? Yeah, yeah of course you can. Yeah, you need yeah, to sell yeah, tickets. Yeah. The Ginger Pele's coming back. Is it? Yes! yes. Well, I, I love think, the dog. I think the last time I spoke to him, he was. Yeah. Um, we Paul, got? Paul McVeigh. Mac- Mac- goes away. He's, is he? he's pied us, yeah. Fucking hell, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> he was lucky to bring really? it. He, he told me he was coming. <laughs> he was on the bench um, as well, wasn't oh, he? Yeah. Anthony McNamee's like... coming back. Oh. oh. Legend. Um, Go on. Ollie Johnson's coming back. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Foxy. Ollie Johnson. Now Wilbur, Wilbur, Wilbur Hamovich is coming. Oh, now. Wilbur Hamovich. Annie Pilkington. Pilks, yeah. yeah Pilks is coming Ads, back. Ads, Lapin, Sai. He's going to be so angry. King of Spain. Yeah, he's going to be um, Holty. Nels, Holty. Two Holties. Gary Holt's yeah. hoping. Nels, Nelson Oliveira, yeah? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'd love uh, Nelson. Alex Teddy. Teddy Teddy will play. Yeah, Michael McGovern's going to play. Michael John and Ryan are hoping to play. Problem is that a lot of the Premier League boys who are going to play, Josh well, they'll come back either way, anyway. Like, yeah. Hopefully, matters and people like that. But if they can't play, they'll be part of the day. Some. Well, Jack, we got the whole teams there. Well yeah, done. we've given them way too. But there are well done, more. Jack. There are more. But there do you think? You, do you think you could defend up against Madison if he does turn out on the pitch? Who? You. I know he'll be playing on my team. So <laughs> 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 he plays number ten. He can't. Him and Wes can't play on the same team. Yeah. Only, you, you mentioned there, one, Foxy. Um, Wes, that night at Portsmouth. Mm. Wow. What What was going through the head when Jackson gets on the end of that cross? Yeah, because that was an unbelievable night. It was uh, beforehand. We were in the hotel and um, Cardiff against Middlesbrough right. was uh, on beforehand, and uh, Middlesbrough just scored inside the fifth, first fifteen minutes, and we're all running outside the hotel corridors, smashing the doors down, <laughs> and running up and down. And I see Corey Smith running up and down, and he slips <laughs> like that. I was thinking, oh my god! So uh, we knew straight away before the game that if we won, we got promoted to the Premier League, and obviously none of us had never played in the Premier League before, so. Um, you know, I think it was about 70 minutes, was it 75 mm -hmm. minutes? And Foxy's put in a great ball. And, um, you know, Simeon Jackson uh, scored a great header. You know, Simeon that year scored a lot of important goals. Mm -hmm. Last yeah, minute against not. Derby at home to win 3-2. Um, so, yeah, afterwards it was crazy. What about it? the rubber ring? I remember the rubber ring around your neck. Around yeah. your neck was. <laughs> and then, hang on, wasn't there a someone, someone in their pants? There was, yeah. 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 <laughs> Poor Delia. Do you regret Delia. that or not? Do you regret that? Um, or you're like, yeah, nah, fair play. you only get promoted once. Get the kill don't, off, actually, yeah. we got promoted twice, but yeah. no, it was a, that was a great night. That was the first mm. time I ever drank. I said to the lads, I'd... Uh, I'd have a drink if we got promoted, thinking we'd never First get promoted, enough. and then that's what happened. Mm. And I walked into the hotel at Portsmouth at five o'clock, my T-shirt had gone, I don't know where, and I saw uh, the lads drawing on Michael Folger's head. Who organised? Who organised Vegas for us, didn't he, that yeah, night? He was a guy. Oh, yeah, he agreed to Vegas, but he regretted yeah. it after. Really? Paid for yeah. everything, yeah. I've heard lots about this trip to Vegas, the promotion party. Yeah. What went on there? What happens in Vegas? What did, no, we were quite tame, actually. Oh, come off it. I didn't go, I was with uh, International. Oh, yeah, you weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed, yeah. Good excuse, Wes, well done. International, yeah. You weren't in International. Second time I went. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be, yeah. Let's move on to the current crop at Norwich City. Daniel Farker and his boys, Stuart Webber, top of the table. Wes, did you expect this squad to be where they are now? Um, not now, maybe in a couple of years' time, you know, but, uh, you know, they've done, done brilliant. Uh, got a long young players coming through, you know, you see Jamal and uh, Max, and uh, obviously Ben's coming into the squad, uh, into the team. You know, obviously he's keeping out Grant and Tim. Um, so and um, obviously I've never heard of Team of Pookie, you know, and <laughs> you know he's banging all the gold in. So and um, yeah, it, it's amazing, you know, it was a great story, but um, you know. Obviously, I can't really say much because obviously, you know, West Brom and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's great for the, the city and for them to do so well. When you saw Max and Todd and Ben, when you were still there, yeah. did you think, yeah, these boys are going to are gonna make it? Or is there, because a lot of people say you can never really tell yeah. if a player's good at youth level until they're thrown in the deep end. But it feels like they were always rated really highly. Yeah, it's important, obviously, you know, they send them out on loan to a few clubs, you know, just to toughen them up and get games, you know, it's important to get games in. And obviously they come in this year and uh, you see how well they've done. Um, you know, the, um, they've, they've been great. So uh, I think more experience they get, more time playing. Championship is a tough league, you know, you need to be strong, mentally strong. And, um, you know, obviously you see James leaving this year and you didn't think they were going to do too well because James last year was the best player in the league. Mm. And, um, you know, um, since he's gone, they've, they've thrived. Was it annoying to have him in the team with you? And not really, because I was at that stage where, you know, I was quite, you know, happy to, you know, watch James from the bench. You know, he, he, was, he was such a talented player, you know, in yeah. training, he would, he would take the piss left, right and centre, you know, and, um, you know, it was always either Naze or me trying to kick him, you know, just, just kind of toughen him up. But, um, That's <laughs> you know, his ability, you know, uh, from free kicks, um, it, was, it was brilliant. Who's your favourite young player right now, Wes? Young player right now. One young player in the city squad right now. In the uh, Norwich City squad. Yeah. Um, uh, just one. 
Max Aarons. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just his energy up and down, you know, seeing him probably last year, the year before, you wouldn't look at him and think he's going to do as mm. well. And he's come on leaps and bounds. And uh, it's great and credit to himself, you know, for working hard and obviously credit to um, the Norwich, you know, uh, gaffer. So, Chris, you were there. We spoke about that Millwall game when we got crushed. And you were also there this season. Yeah. What do you think has changed in that just over a year? I think for me, uh, they've switched from um, kind of reactive to proactive in their play. I think they are not more direct necessarily, but um, just... They've just got something, there's more drive, there's more oomph about them. God, I'm using awful words here. I just, I just think we get the ball. Marco Stiefman, he doesn't look like he can play football, but my God, can he? And he just runs at players. We're putting them on the back foot and we're just being so much more aggressive. Um, yet at the back, we're holding possession. Um, so that's been the difference for me. I think last season, it was just a bit passive. It was a bit boring. Um, a bit. We're getting used to it. Yeah, it was really boring, wasn't it? But I just think now it's just so exciting. And as, as we alluded to earlier, you go one nil down and you know we're gonna we know that we're gonna win the game and we know that we're gonna go on and win this league. Russ, Chris just said passive there. Did it feel passive when you're on the pitch? Did it feel like we were progressing on Not the Not when Russ was on the ball, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like Wes said, it takes time. I think the one uh, one thing you can do when it's not going well is, is you can try different things and people get opportunity. And that's what the young lads have had. I think it's been the biggest difference this year is the energy. Mm. Um, mm. I think it was trying to be built last year on, on being solid defensively first. And almost this year, it's gone totally the other way. Um, conceded a lot more goals, scored a lot more. Much more exciting to watch and much more exciting for the boys to play in. And I think that's been, that's been determined by the lads' energy and the willingness to do it. So Max and Jamal and Ben and people like Toddy, how desperate that Steepy be playing in his right position, how, how desperate mm. they are to, to do well. Timu coming here, getting a chance to come and play in the, in the championship and desperate to do well. And that energy's just been, it's transcended through the whole team. And I think, like Wade said, I, I think you can always spot a good player. Can you tell if they're going to be successful at this football club or, or another one? Because I think a year ago, Max was probably in a lot of people's heads 50-50. There was no doubt for me, after playing with him quite a few games, and, and, and Matt Gill was one of his biggest backer, his biggest belief, he believed in him a lot. Um, there was no doubt he was ready to play. It was whether he had the opportunity to, whether he got the opportunity to. Fortunately, he did, and that come because the team wasn't performing great. So that's, a, that's something we've used to, the, to our advantage. Um, but I think that's been the biggest difference for me, and I've watched a lot of the games this year, it's been the energy and, 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 the, and the drive and the determination and desire. And a lot of that has come from the young lads. And mm. you, you probably asked for the, the older boys to do that, but mm. it's come from them. They've been, they've been, Max for me has been the best right back in the championship by a mile. I think? Yeah, yeah, by a mile. And he's such a good lad. I'm so pleased with him. They all are. Jamal, yeah. Jamal was one of the best professionals for his age I've ever seen. Yeah, really? So wow. dedicated, so committed. Always it's not jumping in buses there. Probably doing, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's probably still uh, training he might now, do, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he might do and get promoted, um, but just always going to do extra work. Yeah, they're, they're, great, they're great lads, great young lads. Same with Madders last year. People like that, you're just desperate for them to do well. And I'm so pleased they've got the chance and they've taken it. Who's your unsung hero, Russ? Who's been the player this season that's really almost surprised yeah. you a little bit? Was there someone that well, wasn't doing so well that's now I, gone, I think oh, wow. a lot of them surprised me in terms of Timu that surprised me. I probably, okay. I, I, I probably wasn't expecting him to get the goals that he has. I, mean, I, I presumed... I, I thought Jordan would play most games. Mm. Um, and the fact he's kept a championship goal scorer like Jordan out shows you how well he's done. Like, isn't he? yeah. um, Steepy for me has been superb because it Revelation. Yeah. And he, he, he wasn't a left back last year, right? He was, he was, he was playing a position that he, he doesn't enjoy. He said at that position he was born to score goals. Yeah, he's totally. Do you buy that? Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's, he's, I think you can see how much he's enjoying it now. Yeah. And he's a great character. He's a good character. Yeah. What's the, character do you see the crab cello? <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but I'm pleased for him. I think he's been excellent. It's so hard when a team does that well to say, oh, he's the untung hero. Yeah, yeah. Zimbo's been... So for me, Zimmerman's... Yeah, Zimbo's uh, kicked yeah. out is two, two, yeah. two international centre-halves. Yeah. Where he's come, you know, obviously 23s in Borussia Dortmund. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, last year, last year yeah. he probably struggled a little bit just to get used to the league. But uh, his dedication to the game is second to none. And, uh, you know, I'm actually buzzing for him because he's, he's a great lad. Yeah. And the fans as well. You see Zimmerman, he's doing a lap of honour yeah. after every game. Yeah, he just, <laughs> you guys he just, loves, he just <laughs> loves running the fans, doesn't he? Yeah. He loves it. Loves it tops yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. The Terminator. Yeah, you've, yeah. Got to, you've got to give a mention to Tets as well because 
the, the role he plays off the pitch as well as on it. Yeah. And, and I think he's been excellent when he's played. And I think he knew he wasn't perhaps going to play every game. But when he has, I think he's so important. Mm. Um, him and Tom Tribal, they sort of, you know, they sort of rotate a bit. But honestly, you could go on about everyone. Yeah. They've, they've a, just been excellent. They've a, been player, excellent. a player that I have to bring up, particularly with Wes sitting next to me, is a lot of fans have said, Buendia mm. could be better than Wes. <laughs> Do you buy that? <laughs> I don't Steady. buy it yet, but I'm just yeah. saying what the fans Steady. are Steady. Wes, it's be not my honest. opinion. Well, what do you think of Emi Buendia? Oh, I think it's brilliant, yeah. You know, coming off the lines and uh, getting in the pocket of space. You know, I've seen him a couple of times this year live and, uh, you know, I've gone to Carroll Road a few times to take my uh, little boy. And, uh, yeah, he's been brilliant. Where did you, you know? sit? Um, Please tell me the Barclay. The Barclay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He was in a lounge. He was in a lounge. I sit, See, I'll, Grant, Holt, Grant Holt was leading the chance at the fan march. You need to be up the front doing that, Wes, now. It's Wes, part of your role oh, as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Ross mentioned there about patience. I don't know how much you're allowed to say about West Brom at the moment, but it feels like gambled a little early, maybe, in terms of what's going on there. Yeah, obviously, you know, um, Darden probably disappointed to lose his job at the time because we were doing so well. We were fourth in the league, you know, but um, obviously people upstairs didn't probably think it was good enough, you know, after um, being relegated last season. We've kept most of our players um, and added a bit to the squad. We probably thought that we should be the ones getting chased instead of us chasing the mm. top two. And, um, you know, it's a decision they made. And uh, we'll wait and see what happens over the next few weeks. Was there ever a, did there ever feel like there was a pressure at Norwich in terms of if this doesn't work this season, so last season, mm. Farker's going to go? Or was it, was it a different sense around the place? I think it was a different sense because, um, you know, bringing a new manager that, you know, gave him time to uh, develop and, um, you know, see it out, kind of, see his contract out. But um, you can see now the rewards that's, that they've stuck by him. You know, a lot of people were calling for his head last year. I don't know who. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Me but, neither. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, so uh, pleased you pulled that up. <laughs> I think um, he's done a brilliant job and, um, you know, hopefully um, I'll continue. Right, I think that's uh, I think that's it. Thank you both so much for turning out. Let's... Um, yeah, massive. <laughs> let's give it up. Just a personal thank you from me as well. Thanks all for turning out. I can remember when Chris phoned me a couple of years ago and said, let's start a podcast. I don't think we ever thought we'd get to this stage. So thanks to you, Chris. Thanks to Max on cameras, Paul on the sound as well. Thanks to Epicam House. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, boys. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.